0: Welcome to the Crypto Podcast. You can find all our episodes on CryptoPodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. You'll find the links in the podcast description. I've got four other podcasts, the Meditation Podcast to help you chill, Learn Polish Podcast to do exactly what it says on the tin, Speaking Podcast to help you become a speak better speaker, and the Awakening Podcast to expose fraud and corruption, but with solutions. I'm also a podcasting coach. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. Looking forward to this one today, my guest, founder Commit Club. He's actually made a play to earn game in crypto. The first I believe, one of the very first game, yeah, the which is impressive. Yeah, and yeah. also had the biggest blockchain meetup in the world. Please welcome Edward Sturm.
1: Hey, yeah, thank you for having me. And I, I didn't know you have a meditation podcast too. I, I've been meditating daily for the last 12 years. Yeah, saw that. Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. brilliant, yeah. Meditate for for 30 minutes this morning, it's one of my favorite things. And I've heard you
0: as well when you were speaking mentioning Wim Hof. So I I've actually done um an ice bat in Jamaica with Wim Hof in Jamaica because he I was does drinking it in with Poland, him as right. well. So he's he's such a cool guy. Like wait,
1: so. so why do you go all the way to Jamaica when Wim Hof climbs a mountain in Poland?
0: Uh, yeah, it the times didn't work up, but I've actually dived into the ice here. Um last year, you know, went into the, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 times for about wow. 15 minutes. And 15 first time, I, yeah, the first time I'd done it, there was a high wind and I, I was shaking for nearly an hour afterwards. But after that, I started doing the breathing properly and everything and totally enjoy it. It just gives yeah. you like a spark of life.
1: It's the most uh, cold showers, cold baths. I was, uh, I lived in Ukraine for two years. I left 10 days before the war started. And I was at my apartment this January in the Ukrainian winter doing cold baths. And it was, oh my God. Like when you get into ice cold water like that, your body has this crazy like anxiety panic attack. And it's like, get me, I don't know, can I curse on the podcast? Work away. (laughs) Your body's like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like and like, and that's and and then you're able to get better at it over time and uh grow your tolerance and i went from doing it for like 45 seconds like max actually was like 30 seconds not even 30 seconds max to three minutes in the cold bath and i could i could have stayed longer but you did it wait wait you did it for 15 minutes
0: yeah Outside. in the lake yeah the yeah. lake
1: because that's even colder than a cold bath that's like but what what I was doing is I'm running on the
0: spot and the very first time I was doing it because they have a tent I don't know why they do it but you just kind of everybody kind of keeps their hands you'd wear a hat but you keep your hands kind of by your heads and the first time I did it I was kind of running on the spot and my, <laughs> my shorts fell off <laughs> so I oh, had dude, to go too. go under I the water it. to put my shorts oh, back wow. before coming out. but some yeah, people yeah. dunk themselves under I've done it at night as well but the one thing is, when you do it, whether it's in the back, because I know a lot of people now are getting into this, you just have so much energy afterwards. Like it yeah. just is, you feel fantastic. So I, I encourage everybody to try it at least once.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I could tell you this story. Uh, that was like a few weeks ago, and I, I was about to get into the shower. I take cold showers, and um, my I have like these glass doors going onto my terrace. I had an important call in thirty minutes, and. I, I was I was naked I didn't want the neighbors to see and I, so I ran into the terrace it was gonna be really fast my glasses were off couldn't see very well I ran into the glass doors and I blacked out and yeah I almost like broke my nose and woke up on the floor it was like in the movies when the soldier gets thrown and he and the soldier like fades into consciousness and the the floor is running parallel with your head it was like like that and I felt liquid dripping onto my my wrist where my head was resting on and I'm like it's definitely blood my everything was bloody I, I, so I cleaned everything up. I'm like, I got to make this call. I took a cold shower and I felt so much better and I made the call and I was fine for the call because then I had to like, go get the face checked out. But, but like, it wakes you up. It wakes you up, makes you feel alive. Like, it's like, it's a life hack, honestly. And everyone says it's so healthy.
0: So I know you've done so many different things, but one of the things You've done social experiments in Times Square with kind of hundreds of people. You might let me know what that was about.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll share my um I'll share my my story, I guess. So I went to uh, I went to film school and uh, film school and studio television production school. It's like the top entertainment school in the United States in Boston, Emerson College and. Uh, I graduated and I was making these like crazy viral videos around New York City. We I can't say that one. Uh, some of them were like really, really crazy that I should probably shouldn't talk about. But like we took one of my best friends, walked him through Times Square with fake bodyguards and fake paparazzi and convinced everyone in Times Square that he was like an A-list celebrity um, we were the first people to do that prank, but there were a bunch of copycats after us. We we did um, New York City's Harlem Shake in Times Square with three hundred people, and I was like the guy leading this crowd of three hundred strangers from Reddit. And then the police came and broke us up because we were a, a mob. We like uh, what, what other we did? Uh, uh, we took we had models and we had them do challenges from the internet, like the milkshake challenge and the cinnamon challenge just like lots of lots of wild videos uh and while i was doing that i was working at new york city nightclubs for three years which is like this insane world that no longer exists because nightlife in new york city has died compared to the levels that it was at 10 years ago Uh got into seo i was doing seo for fortune 50 companies like png and adp started my own agency and then that's when i got uh into crypto i don't know if 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 i should stop at this point the crypto thing is another crazy story um and just
0: just on this challenge actually because um i saw that cinnamon challenge and i was showing my son and he was like no way so my son he eight, wanted to try it i said grand and i recorded it and he just you know it was like a puff of smoke the cinnamon But the amount of abuse I got, you swear I was torturing my child. He actually decided he wanted to do it himself. Obviously, he will never do it again. But when you do these things like this, there's a percentage of people that just have to abuse it no matter what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people like to abuse themselves like the hot pepper challenge. Like, yeah, I since I was uh, a producer for that for that video, like everyone wanted to see me do one of the challenge. When the challenges, which was fair, is like we're making we're making these these actresses do them, so like I should do them too, and so I get up in front of our crew of like it was like I think twenty two people, and I stand there and I eat a habanero in front of all of them, and like it, I, I passed out on the floor. It was, it was, it was like I didn't actually pass out that time. I did pass out when I ran into my glass stars but but like if you've ever have you, have you ever eaten a raw pepper before a raw hot pepper? Oh, I, I, yeah, oh so that's yeah. like. That can a barely do miles,
0: like so. I know that is not for me. These that's hot like chip a challenge. Level, and yeah.
1: Oh my god, that's that's a that's a crazy experience, too. Um, especially I I did it in front of like 22 people, like you are just watching me and cheering me on. And uh yeah, our videos we've had like hundreds of millions of views. If you include TV syndication, we've had hundreds of millions of views on our videos. Like I've been on the biggest uh TV shows in the United States, like 2020 and Good Morning America and The Today Show. You could search like Brett Cohen, caught on a camera, like for that was a good interview that I gave in that one. Brett Cohen was the guy who starred in our biggest video. And he's one of my best friends in the world. And now he's head of events at Forbes, like produces all of their events. And and like I've known this guy for like 12 years. And he and he Like This was uh, we went viral together and he crushed it. He went on all these interviews and he was so and he was like, I think uh, he must have been like 20 years old at the time. And he was so charismatic and like everyone thought he had like he was just like born entertainer. And uh, but but yeah, so we made all those those viral videos and then, you know, I did SEO and then in mid 2017, I got into crypto and my life changed, you know. (laughs) Gee, mate. How, 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 long ger-
0: you- how long am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was late. I mean, I was tipped off very early about Bitcoin. And just once I heard wallets, your man was trying to set me up a wallet on my phone. And I was like, nah, you're grand. And I just kind of, and same with <laughs> Ethereum. I kind of met someone t- telling about Ethereum as well at a, an early stage in that one. So yeah, it's only kind of maybe two years that I'm, okay. yeah. So a bit late, but then just getting into the NFTs, and I believe that we, I'm working on a business with NFTs. You know, doing digital art and photography, and I, I, I see the value of NFTs.
1: Yeah, NFTs are funny. Um, I mean, I think all things that that go crazy, like in crypto, are are interesting, and I, I could go on rants about um about NFTs. Like, man, like, for example, like NFTs are cool, but like, I mean, there's also like so many people ripping off people's deviant art and like turning them into (laughs) NFTs and shit. Like, so how long ago did you start this podcast?
0: Uh, A year. And but what happened is I had 10 lined up and then. Six people let me down, so then it it, it kind of had a little break in between because I was working on a few businesses. So now it's kind of gone, and I've yeah I've got plenty lined up now. So it, That's good. It, I got it into the top five percent, and then it just dropped out. Cool, so now cool. it's back into the top five, and I'm trying to get it like the other ones have all been in the top half percent. So I'm trying to do the same with this one. And cool. even, and I, even can better. Give you,
1: I can also like give you like amazing guests as well because uh you know, I've been in the space for so long. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. so how, how has, the, how has the podcast been doing?
0: Yes. Yeah, doing, doing good, good. Uh, enjoying it. I, I think mainly what I'm getting is I'm learning so much from it and then kind of incorporating what I'm learning. But what, what I'm shocked was it was kind of originally to kind of educate people on the, crypto world because there's so many people haven't got a clue but there's a lot of experienced people who are kind of getting in contact with me that I knew that are into crypto and saying whoa I never knew that and they're kind of enjoying yeah. it as well so in, I think I don't know would you call it my stupidity or my inquisitiveness but based on the questions that I'm asking it's kind of like people haven't been like for example the, the NFT was one of the guys that that came on but I, I had mentioned it before it's like that they're not secure. You know, so if somebody has them, the the actual, it's different, just a graphic like. but when you've got it, like say, um, like digital art, if say I create all this digital art and put it on say Amazon and then don't pay it, the people that have bought the digital art then just disappears. Whereas I thought that it was actually the code that you got, that you were getting the whole lot for the actual, the digital art. What do well, you mean? Are you talking
1: about rewritable NFTs? I'm on about actually the NFT itself. So, yeah, I don't understand. So, and it wasn't something that I was aware of, right? You have, say, you're
0: buying a digital NFT. Yeah. So I assumed when you bought a digital NFT.
1: I mean, all NFTs are digital, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I know that, but I, I assumed that the information was actually on the blockchain, the actual, the whole lot of it. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's, you know what, that's, that, dude, that was like my assumption, at, like, actually, well, that's how, I mean, that's how it was supposed to be, so like, oh, man, and, and but now, but then there's, there's rew- these rewritable NFTs where people can change the art, like, and that's and that's and there are reasons to do that within an nft collection especially if you're making like a metaverse if you're making a game but to me also like i don't know it 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 kind of like change cuz it's then it's like it's it's centralized and it changes yeah uh, it it changes the purpose of like crypto a bit there's so many projects now that i mean like crypto, I think at the beginning was just all about decentralization. And now it's like, I'm not even, sh- I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Now it's like openness. It's about, I mean, it's a lot about money because it's not as much about decentralization, even with the merge, like there's going to be so many Ethereum nodes on AWS. Like <laughs> like Amazon's going to have like a, a large control essentially over Ethereum. Which a lot of I, I only learned that actually I learned that a few days ago on uh, on a on a call with I was on a call with this guy who's been in Bitcoin since twenty twelve. And he was telling me that and he's like, yeah. Now like like you know, we have we have these other solutions that that are fast and have high throughput and are cheap and and they're not very they're not very centralized. And like yeah, then Ethereum is going to become less decentralized. So it's, it's weird how we see like this, this, this decreasing trend of decentralization. And NFTs are a great example of that for, for sure. NFTs, like, in, it, like it's, it's weird. And, and then if you look at what happened with, I don't know, did you talk about, um, about TC on, on any uh, tornado.cash on any of your previous podcasts? No. You didn't. You, but you've heard of tornado.cash.
0: I didn't actually.
1: Oh, tornado.cash. Um it was, you know, it's in it's it's a tumbler. Um so it's a way for people to wash their money. Uh I've never used it, but it's it's been used it's been used by good actors and bad actors. Um it's a way for people to hide their monetary transactions. So people who are doing super legal things would use tornado.cash. But Vitalik, he you know, he posted on Twitter he used tornado.cash to give money to Ukraine. And so it, it it was it it was this super popular project, super decentralized, but the infrastructure around it, the supporting infrastructure was not. And so like the government decided to go after it, and its GitHub was taken down. Um, I think like it couldn't host its website anywhere. People were arrested, um, and, and so I think so many, so many different external platforms associated with it went down. And um, and so like there's so many of these decentralized projects that are they, like the space is still crazy immature. If the space is supposed to be trending towards decentralization, and I'm not actually sure that it is. But if it's supposed to be, Bitcoin should always be decentralized, but if the space is supposed to be trending towards decentralization, then then we're like in crazy infancy because there's so much that that needs to be done. I mean, like, for example, a friend of mine is so many people now are making decentralized discords, more Web3 friendly discords, a really cool one to check out. I think it's it's GM.org or GM.com but my friend is making it they they raised a bunch and and it's a really really cool platform combining like the best features from reddit and D- discord together but uh, like so many so many people are just taking are, are taking centralized apps that are popular within the web3 community such as discord and then saying you know we can make this better we can decentralize it and make it for the web3 community um and like we're doing that with our project we're making a, a we're making this like layer for people to do different types of challenges. I can get into that a little bit. Oh, exactly. I mean,
0: I, I, and I've looked at it and I've looked at the videos. It's actually interesting for interesting.
1: Thank you. There's yeah. Like uh, NFTs, I mean, rewritable NFTs are a great, are a great example of how like the space isn't as decentralized as everyone thinks it is and that's also like um for any new for any newbies who are listening they're just like I just don't get it like when I got into the space in the middle of 2017 it was during the ICO boom this thing called initial coin offerings where these these savvy marketers would put up landing pages to basically say like we're going to make the next Ethereum we're going to make the next Bitcoin and and you got to send us all this money and they would drive up this hype people wouldn't they deliberately would make white papers that people wouldn't understand. And then the retail buyers, they'd be like, wow, I don't understand this. It's probably going to be really sophisticated. I'm going to give them my money. And they would raise, they would like, they would raise all this money in a very, very short amount of time. Like some projects were making like 5 million in like 20 seconds or something. And, and, and like, a bunch of these devs would ghost, they would just vanish or they just wouldn't deliver or they would deliver something that was shit. And um, and and I think a lot of that ethos still pervades the ecosystem. It's going away a lot now, but I still think there's this like get-rich-quick type, like this get-rich-quick type thinking in a sense that if I give my money to a project I don't understand, I have a good chance of getting rich. And I think still a lot of people uh i i like have made a nice living for myself in crypto but i don't think every investor says and i wouldn't call myself an investor but every investor says like don't invest in things that you don't understand and i still think that's i still think that's like a good mentality to have
0: and i i see the same with um the nfts there's a lot of they do marketing. They do great marketing, and the same thing. It's just all hype, and
1: the it's way so see- much hype, it's yeah. so much crazy hype. And you, and you like, you see the memes on Twitter, and and you're like, wow, like, this community is killing it. Look at these memes. <laughs>
0: yeah so like with both of them actually and it's it's kind of i suppose let's talk about your one because there's there's something regarding the bots that i'd like to talk about because i'm even seeing people now on other say crypto shows kind of promoting the bots that you can go in and you can set up the parameters that you can go in and bid on the the different nfts and I, like I, I think that's actually ruining the whole system. I, is it so sophisticated that you can't create a system to keep up the bots?
1: Maybe they can, and they still want the bots because um, it creates more trading volume, which makes things look more attractive. So maybe they actually, maybe they actually want those bots.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, like, cause I actually, I was bidding on something and I saw it happening and it, you know, you could see because you can actually check the, the wallets and everything. you know that a human couldn't actually do that. So right. that was an open sea. But it's for those that are ethical, you know, it's kind of if you were really genuinely buying something, it's like, am I bidding against, say, you that we really want this piece of art or this whatever it is? Or is it some bot that's just rising up or even internal? Because Well, why, this why is using a
1: trading a... bot unethical?
0: If you're the buyer and they're just using it just to pump it up, not to buy it. Because when I was doing it, they didn't actually buy it. They had rosed it up. So in theory, it should have went to the
1: next buyer, but it didn't. Oh, they're they're increasing the value of their own asset yeah. with bots. Yeah, Yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's pretty common. And I mean, I think you'd have to make algorithms to detect for that behavior because it's like, do you really want to block all bots? Uh, we made a marketplace with World of Ether. That was the first. Uh, then we we tried to re-release it as um, an NFT project because uh, that that's a crazy story. The, we made the first play to earn game in crypto. Um, we launched a, a month and a half after CryptoKitties. NFTs were still new. We didn't know if they were going to catch on. Uh, CryptoKitties had made them like blow up, but we didn't know if they would catch on. So we didn't do them as NFTs. And we had an in-app marketplace that we built ourselves and uh, I mean we like it for us it looks good to see a lot of activity on the marketplace like if you're the owner you want to see a ton of activity activity and I also still think the market the web3 market isn't like yeah there's a lot of VC money going into it and yeah you could see like accounts like Axie Infinity have so many millions of followers but uh, I think one of, uh, there's a lot of through our conversation there's a lot of bots um, on social media and uh trading bots and uh it just yeah i mean like it, it makes there's so much there's just so much scams going i like i i love i love uh the space but there's also there's so many scams going on in the space like actually um i could give an interesting story so a friend of mine who i trust He's like, oh, I'm gonna develop this project. They're doing a pre-pre sale. the, the pre-pre sale site price is like $1,900 to get in. Would you like to get in? And and I was actually like, just ready to like be like, take my money right there. And then the guy, my friend, was like, oh, and then would you would like to talk to him? And I'm like, well, if I'm being offered to talk to him, I probably should talk to him because I and I was ready to give my money right there because I trusted my friend. And so. I talked to the guy and I, I and I kind of understood what he was working on, but he, what did he say? He did this. He he said like, yeah, actually uh, dude, we just sold out. Uh, I'll talk to you anyway. You know, it's good to connect. And, and he's like, yeah, no, he's like, we have one, we have, we have one spot left now. And, 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 and if you're a whale, then we could also do this special price. Oh, just, then he thought I was a whale and he's like, he's like oh yeah the 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 pre -pre pre-sale for the non-whale sold out but if you're a whale you can still get in and and i just didn't respond and then he's like oh actually it opened back up and 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 like and then um and he claimed to have it sold out and he had like a hundred he said he had like a hundred spots in like the the pre -pre pre-sale and i i i just stopped responding to the guy i'm like i'm like i trust my friend but i don't trust this guy and and um so uh then the guy invites me to the telegram group and uh the telegram group has like five people in it and i'm like that's a very small amount of people for a sale that sold out for a a 100 person sale that sold out and 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 like then it like within like two months the telegram group increased to like 4500 and i'm just like these have to be like mostly bots and Then I found out this person ripped off these other people. And I'm just like, God, this is like, there's still so much of this going on. And I don't wanna wanna dox this person at all. This person was in a jurisdiction, which is not a super heavily regulated jurisdiction. And, um, but there, yeah, I mean, uh, so the space is still new. It's still like this wild west type, type space. And uh, I think like a lot of projects want there. That's, that's something that we proudly haven't done with our project. Um, and I'm, I'm not even trying to show myself. Like, I really like Peter Levels. Um, I, I don't know if you know who, do you know Peter Levels? No. Peter Levels popularized, I think, um, after he, like Tim Ferriss invented the digital nomad and Peter Levels popularized it and peter levels created nomadlist and remote ok he did 12 startups in 12 months he like and uh, he's this and and he popularized being like an indie an, an indie hacker and and so he's also popularized the open movement in terms of making all of your traffic and your revenue and your profit like your PL statements making that all open you can go, it's crazy, because you can go to remoteok.com forward slash open, see how much that site is making. You can see how much he is making. You can see how much he pays his employees, how much traffic they're getting and from where. Same, I think it's the same with Nomadless. Huge sites. It's it's crazy that he's sharing this. And I'm like, that's inspiring. And I want to do that for uh, for Commit Club. So we have this community page with like our users are very small right now because there's a lot that we want to put in. There's honestly a lot of things that we could have done better and I can get into that, but like, like half of the time, it's just me using it and you can see that. And i we could easily it's so easy for us to fake numbers on on our platform and i'm just like no like we i don't want to fake twitter followers i don't want to fake discord shit i don't want to fake the numbers using our stuff i want everything to be like open i want to be like the most honest fucking protocol in crypto i want to be the honest most honest fucking man in crypto and and ramp I, I like bots, no, 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 train honest, bots. and
0: like I, like I suppose let's let's talk about because I mean, I think it's actually needed because the amount of people, if we're just talking about life in general, everybody commits to something, but 95% of them bail on it. And by actually having a financial incentive to do it and actually, you know, be out there, because I think once you kind of declare something as well, your chances of succeeding are a lot higher. So, you know, I get what you're doing. I think it's actually a good idea.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll describe the the fundamentals. If if you haven't gone to the site, you're listening or watching. You commit to a daily challenge by staking F. We're also we're also building in uh, web two payments. You can stake F. Right now, we have F staking and free. So you can use it with just an email address with no staking, um, or if you use uh, crypto, that's when it becomes like super fun. So you stake F on your ability to follow through with a daily challenge. You say, okay, I wanna tweet every day. And, and I wanna make sure I tweet every day. So I'm gonna do a 30 day challenge where I tweet every single day. And I'm, I'm, this is important to me, I'm gonna stake one F on it. And so every day that you check in, you get an equal portion of your stake back. So one F, one divided by, by 30. So you get like that back each each day. And the crazy part is, if you miss a day, you lose whatever you haven't earned back. And whatever amount of of money you lose gets distributed to everybody else who's being successful. So every day that you check in, you get your own money back and you get the money from the people who failed their challenges. And we we call that circular liquidity because if you look at these other Web3 health and wellness projects, they have their own tokens, which are like Ponzi-nomic tokens, which are just like... It, uh, a, a stupid hype game. And like, you look at like, you can read the articles on Axie infinity for what happens with these like Ponzi nomic tokens, but it's, it's the liquidity comes literally just from the people who failed. And, you know, it's, it's not like spec really speculation because your ability as well to like your ability to get your money back, to get your stake back is just on your ability to follow through. And yeah, that's uh that's the V one. And uh, and just uh, also... just on
0: on that because that's why I was kind of conscious of the bots as well because obviously I, I get what you're saying there will be people once this grows there could be a lot in the pool that's actually being shared out and it depends on the stake you put in but if somebody sets up a bot that basically says like meditation I'll meditate every day Absolutely. and the bot is actually hitting it every day so they you know obviously they have to have the wallet the account set up which somebody can do but basically
1: they can set up a system that's actually winning. Absolutely, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you how the scammer would respond to that question, and then I'm gonna respond in my own way. The scammer would say, "Oh yeah, we're putting in this thing called proof of trusted witness, where we use oracles to basically detect against fraud, and we have a blockchain API uh, that connects to all of these oracles, and this this way, like like in order for you to cheat the system, you have to really cheat the oracles and." You could, I could say that, which is true, but the, but that omits the real answer. So now here's how I answer it. And the way that I answer it is, yeah, we're putting, we're putting that in, but right now it runs on the honor system because we just like the idea started, we, we wanted to make, um, we are going to make a mood tracker and we're like, okay, but how do we incentivize someone to actually like stick to tracking their mood every day? And we started like talking about it. And then my co-founder came back to me and he's like, okay, I have this idea. Like what if someone actually stakes money and then they get their money back every day. And then like, if they lose, we distribute that to everybody else. And that's how, that's how the original idea came up. And then like we put in things like sharing your challenge, but the OG form, which is like, we've iterated quite a bit since then, but this is still like pretty OG. The OG form of commit club is for people who want to commit to themselves first and foremost, It's not about like the money part is fun and especially fun in groups, because in groups, I think there's a lot like if you do this with a group of your friends, um, there's a lot uh, less likelihood of lying. Uh, An example of that is like that. Have you do you watch Seinfeld? I don't know. Have you seen Seinfeld
0: years ago? I wasn't much, but I I, yeah. one of the most
1: famous episodes of TV of all time is. This episode of Seinfeld where the friends commit to a no masturbation challenge. They do a no fat challenge. They all put money into a pot. Whoever goes the longest without masturbating wins. There is no Oracle on that. They don't have like, like algorithmic chastity belts. Like, they just are honest with each other because they're friends and so that's like that's one way what the one simple way that we could do it we're also probably going to put in pictures as well so you could like prove things with pictures and maybe maybe the the group can vote or a dow can vote but the saying that you're going
0: to put pictures in about after the non-masturbation yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it would work for like a weight loss challenge you know uh but
0: and can you do it uh, like just with your own friends, so can, is, does the system allow say me and ten buddies? Or are you just when you're doing whatever that it's it goes into the open kind of? We're whole... so
1: yeah, we're we're building in. We think so. The way that the way that we built it and the way that we should have built it are very different. The way that we built it is we're like this is a cool idea, let's build it. The way that we should have built it built it w- would be this is a cool idea, let's test it, and if it's validated, then let's build it. And now what we're doing is we're validating all the ideas that we have before um, before fully building them out. So we actually are about to put in a test for credit cards to see if people want credit cards, if they would use credit cards a lot more. And they click on the credit card option. They put how much they're going to stake and then they click commit. And then it says, oh, we're sorry, this isn't ready yet, but ether is ready and free is still ready. You can still use those. And so before we build out the group functionality, I think we want to have either a big group or a lot of groups ready to go. And then we'll be like, okay, like this amount of groups are ready to go. But really the best way to test something is actually to have them put their money up front. And so I, I think I can tell you, like, I think group functionality for small groups is coming. But we really want to focus on validating it before we build it. But, like, yeah, I like in my mind, I think Commit Club would be like amazing for a small group of friends to do it's this challenge together, to do these challenges together. I meditate, meditation challenges are huge, no fap challenges are so freaking popular. I could see corporations getting involved in that as well. You know,
0: with a lot of things where whether it's yeah. sales or even just to keep them, because you know if they're healthy, you know if they're doing some run challenge or something like that, it would you know be kind of well. Yeah. So
1: I'll tell you. Let me uh, for anyone listening, we're putting in an affiliate pro because we're actually like I'm having a call tomorrow with someone who who said the same thing to me. He's like, I can get you being used within all these organizations. So now we're getting into B2B SaaS. And uh, I want to make um, a really dope affiliate pro- program. And so we're going to do uh, 50% lifetime revenue on the referral for anyone who connects us. And yeah, anyone who connects us to a company using and we're and we're charging them per month per employee with a flat fee. And so, but, but like so many people have said like, yeah, I could see this. I could see health and wellness corporate challenges being like huge. And, um, in fact, I've been researching that I'm like one of the best search engine optimization people on the planet. Um, and I've been like researching the data behind that and there is data to validate this. And so, but how do we do this in a lean way? We're going to get the money first to make sure people would pay for it and then build it. And then, um, yeah. And, uh, what you like, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I'm like, yes. <laughs> what I've been thinking about the entire weekend.
0: Excellent. And I know that when you put in, when you're using the Ethereum, you put in the money, uh, you pay the gas fees and when you take it out, is that because of, you know, I know it doesn't seem like much, but it can be, sometimes it's a buck, sometimes it's five bucks and maybe even more. Is that a kind of something that will hold off some people? I mean, it depends on obviously your income. But if you're trying to grow this globally and depending on the kind of spending power, is it too much for some people?
1: No. So here's one of the mistakes that we made. The answer is no, but it's also the reason that it's no is because we made a mistake. And the re- the mistake that we made is we said, OK, Ethereum has like the most liquidity and the most users. We want to be on Ethereum. But if we want to give people money back every day, uh, we have to custody their funds. So they're not, so there's not a gas fee every day. And so that's why the answer to your question is no, the gas fees that you pay are like, it'll be like, like $2 total. And it's, you pay one gas fee to put your money into our system. We hold it and have a double, double entry accounting on the back. And then when like you get your money back and you make money from people's fail challenges. And finally you say, okay, I want to take my money out. You pay another gas fee and that's like another dollar. And so like, the amount of, of of money you pay in gas fees is like two dollars, and that was our idea when we built it. And also, like layer twos weren't as popular, Polygon wasn't wasn't as popular when we when we started development. And uh, that's also where we made the mistake because we wanted to be on 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 Ethereum mainnet because that's where we felt the most. I think the most users are on mainnet and the most liquidity is on mainnet, but we should have just launched on a layer two where there are less users, um, where you have to use a bridge to to even like transfer over your money and, and then giving people their money back to their wallet, their actual wallet each day and have them pay the fraction of a penny transaction fees on that. And then that would have been. And you know, part of the reason we didn't do that is because Polygon is only decentralized. It goes back to our previous conversation. Polygon is only decentralized among like seven people. It's not even that decentralized. And it's like, but but they're like, I guess it's it's better if Polygon is custodying your funds than than us. So that's coming. Where I we're switching over to a layer two. It'll probably be Polygon, and then you'll just be paying you know a fraction of a cent every day to have your money and money from the losers returned to you so and uh,
0: because yeah. you know we've heard of a lot of uh you know businesses that have either been infiltrated they took out the money or they done a run or house people because if it, it's going in people are lodging i mean obviously you will have some big boys start getting involved in this they'll they'll have higher stakes how is their uh, eat protected what systems have your, you in place that you know? Because oh, well, if obviously you obviously
1: know, I can't obviously I can't I, I can't give that away. Like, what? but ba- <laughs> you're you're
0: basically saying that it is protected. That I'm saying that have... it
1: is protected. But come on, you don't want to give away. That's that's like it. Like, yeah, you don't want to invite. You don't want to invite bad actors to to know how it's protected. But yeah, I mean, it is it is protected. And like like I said, we're also switching over to uh to a layer two. And
0: year weighed in. Because is it that you're taking a fee from that? Because obviously it costs a lot of money to develop this and run it.
1: Yeah. So we uh we bootstrap this. We the mosquito that just got on me. We uh we bootstrap this, we uh built it all ourselves. We have a great team. My co-founder is one of the best CTOs, I think, in the world, and our designer is head of design at Grammarly. Like, can't believe I have such an amazing team. But we only make Money from uh, failed challenges. So the way the loser pool works is seventy percent of failed challenges goes to everyone successful, and then we take thirty percent of the challenges that fail. And then someone might say, "Okay, I mean, then it's like it's kind of game theory." That someone might say, "Okay, so why why don't you try to get? Wouldn't you want challenges to fail so you make more money?" And we're like, "No, because." if challenges are failing, then there's going to be more churn and we're not going to have users. And truthfully, there's many more ways to monetize this than just uh, fail challenges. We can have API, we can have like with group functionality. Um, we'll, we'll charge maybe like a, a flat fee for like a minimum of like, or a flat fee for like up to a hundred users. And then it'll be a special price per user per month. And this is for like corporate challenges. And we won't take any of that loser pool. So there there are different monetization structures that we're that we're toying with but i yeah, i don't want to take a fee of the loser pool of the of the sorry no 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 sorry i don't want to take a fee of the stakes of the stakes that's that's what i want to say i don't yeah i want it to be free for you to use um commit club unless it's like a corporate challenge which is you know different that's b2b saas so
0: Okay, and I could see maybe charities get him in, getting involved as well, like because you know that the fees could go towards them, and with that's the wear, well. with the wearables as well. I'm sure that she'd be able to work out something on that because if he can get people to get into the wearables on a specific project, you know, that's obviously of benefit to the actual supplier of the wearable.
1: Yeah, well, that both those things are huge. So charities are huge, um, and that's one that's one bonus for like, I think a lot of people doing companies doing corporate challenges they actually want the loser pool instead of going to the successful participants they make it go to charities in terms of in terms of where wearables as oracles so the interesting thing about oracles uh as in like external companies that validate whether somebody did or did not do their challenge is we're connecting to all these different apis that validate these things but A lot of these companies will change their APIs without telling devs and that could be fine for other companies where money isn't on the line, but with us, where money is on the line, like it can cause problems. And I think it's possible that one of the ways that our protocol will trend towards or one of the areas that our protocol will trend towards is we'll have like a DAO that essentially Will rate different Oracles on their trustworthiness. Okay, like if this Oracle keeps on, I forget the tokenomic, my my co-founder thought of like really inspiring tokenomics for this. I think he was basing it on Tornado.cash. And because there's a lot, like technically, that they did in that project, which my understanding is very impressive. But we could look at this Oracle and be like, okay, this Oracle keeps changing its API doesn't let us know like this Oracle is not trustworthy and other people can look at our trust ratings for these Oracle's and know whether or not they want to work with them. And that's like the wearables, the Oracle's, that's like a really big, funny enough, even though we don't have it in our V1, that's a huge aspect of this project. And yeah.
0: also, because I mean, like, you know, you have the sharing option, but also because I, I don't know, some video that I watched that you were talking about it was about like, say the badges for the NFTs so that if they complete a challenge and like, that's all marketing. I love it. Like everything is kind of that you're doing is super marketing because, you know, people do see other people's pages where they have their NFTs hosted and it's like, ooh, what's this about? And I think it's something that's just going to just trick. It's, it's going to constantly increase. I can see it really taking I, off. I hope
1: so. Yeah, I really, I really hope so. And I really I appreciate the positivity. Um, in fact, I, you know, I thought of that because I came across POEP. I was one of the first people to see POEP. And uh, do you know PoUp? You've heard of PoUp? PoUp, no. Uh, Proof of Attendance Protocol. And it, it's, it's a really easy interface that allows anyone to create basically like badges for do, for doing for like doing something at first it was just for like attending event and now it could be like voting in snapshot or or like completing a course and you get uh you get this po up and it's on xdai so you don't pay a minting fee I, I think xdai has changed to gnosis gnosis chain and you don't pay a minting fee and then if you want to put it on a mainnet you pay a minting fee and but so I, I like I saw Poop, and I'm like, this is really inspiring. But the problem with PO-OP is there's not a lot of metadata attached, so you can't say like why you got it, like why you got this badge, or uh, like like who, why you got this badge, who the artist of the badge was, how many how many sets in the like how many uh, pieces in the in the badge set. Like there are all these different interesting pieces of metadata that could be thrown in that aren't and um i want to take uh this protocol and fork it to make our nft achievement badges uh, because pop is an inspiring and interesting project super widely adopted i last i checked they raised 10m in in funding and and do that and have these like nft achievement trophies badges for commit club yeah just like you said excellent
0: excellent so listen I mean, I've covered a lot of this stuff, but I, I definitely I know it's early days for you, but I definitely want to get you back when you've kind of developed a bit more because it's very, very interesting. And it's a it's a nice space to uh, what you're doing. And I know that you're going to be developing it a lot as you go along. So you might uh, let people know how they can get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, our site is commitclub.co or you can message me on Twitter. I'm at Edward and uh, my DMs are open or feel free to add me on LinkedIn. Um, reach out to us on Discord or through the site. And uh, I love talking with everybody. I just love talking. It's <laughs> tell from this podcast. Yeah. Reach out.
0: Oh, cool. Thanks very much. I'll make sure I put all them links both on the audio and the video. Thank you. That's all for the Crypto Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on the CryptoPodcast.org. As mentioned, we're on BitChute and YouTube. You'll find everything about me, all my social media, all my other podcasts, and my podcast coaching on bio.link forward slash podcaster. Be sure to subscribe, give us a thumbs up, share with your friends, and check out Edward's new program because it's actually very interesting. Until next week, take care.